Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. All right. Here we are. Episode 30, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us and tuning in. Uh, here we are with my buddy Blato off to my right. Greetings, y'all. How you doing? I'm nervous. Oh, why? Because I'm at the controls. Oh, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> knobless tonight. Uh, knob mm. beg for a day off. We work them so hard and... Uh, we let him have the evening off, so Blotto is uh, at the control. So and normally Half Pint would be sitting in as well. Yeah. She knows how to operate this, but <laughs> she's at a concert tonight, seeing a Delta Ray. Uh, so we're gonna let Blotto take a shot at it because I wasn't going to. So, <laughs> so if you never hear in episode thirty, <laughs> you know what happened. There's a good reason why. <laughs> and across from me is. Uh, a returning guest, Lefty. How's it going? Hello, hello. All right. Um, we're calling it episode 30, but it may actually turn into a Minnesota 30. Uh, so. yeah. but we it seems can't... like it's a Maxisode when I'm here. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, when we do the half episodes, that throws off Fred's count at the uh, beginning. <laughs> the intro is always messed up when he doesn't know exactly what uh, uh, what episode we're on. Well, if they don't write it down for me, it's always a crap. Need a big whiteboard. Here. Is that a crack? Uh-oh. All I got to do is say Kiefer Sullivan. Sutherland. <laughs> Jeez. Um, All right. That's what the pre-beer does to you. So let's get to the real beer. Yeah. Um, it was my turn, well, sort of my turn for the beer this week. This was hastily put together. Yes, yes, yes. This was a uh, shotgun event. So, uh, actually, Which was nice because Lefty could join us on short notice. Otherwise, they would be stuck with just the two of us. That's right. That's right. I said, we're down a man, Lefty. Like, I can step do it. Step up. Yep. Even though you failed to step up this morning. I just completely forgot. What is it with you? I, I, you know why? I got so many things going on up here, okay? You know, building my cornhole boards, which we talked about last episode. I've taken on that project. Uh, finishing the remodel. Uh, you know, the, the gal with her surgery thing. I mean, just bought a car. I mean, it's like a bazillion things going on. You, you, when did we text? It was 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock? 10, 10 o'clock. Before, right, the, probably the last waking thought you had was, Okay, okay golf at 7.15. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got, and oh, what did I tell you, though? It was heat exhaustion Friday, though. Hold on, what did I tell you? Because this is partially l- l- true in my text. Why, why did I say I might miss? I don't even remember you saying you might miss. If what? It depends on how drunk I get watching the debates. Oh, <laughs> and here we are. And and I, I wouldn't say that they got me really drunk, but I did have, I think it was three vodkas while I was watching the debate. So that, that may have had something to do with it. But then the other thing was, so I stayed up watching all the post-game show. And, um, and I'm watching the post-game show, and next thing I know, it's like 1 o'clock. And so I'm like, okay, i got to turn over and go to bed. And at that point, I mean... Had I remembered that I committed to playing golf this morning, I would have uh, hit the hay earlier than one and obviously set an alarm earlier than 15 minutes after tea time. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's See, the problem with Chuck Todd anyway? Oh, he's terrible. I could. We'll, we'll, when we start drinking, I'll tell you about why I don't like Chuck Todd. Haven't we started drinking? Now, only in the pre beer, but we got to get to our main beer. What do, you got, what do you got there, troll? Well, I I really wanted to bring this beer uh, kind of to piggyback off of last week. Uh, we had that our first ghost beer on air, and we were really having a. Uh, olfactory issue with that well you and i were Nobs said it didn't bother him it that beer had a pungent stank i thought it was stinky it, it mm. was it's I like every, it. Mm. i got a big proboscis so every time i put this thing down into my glass it it was kind of stanky i thought so i would but, guess there's probably a proper amount of fermentation yeah but I, I think it was just the combination of the fruits that they were using uh, it was a raspberry something other. You, you know, you you lefty were the one that first turned me on to a ghost. When yeah, we were, we were downtown. What, what 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 was that place we went to? Uh, Jolly Pumpkin? No, no, no. We, where were we heading? Before um, it was that place where you go in and then you had to get like your card punched or something, and then they had the barbecue in the back. And oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brakeman. Yes. The Brakeman. Yeah. Brakeman, yeah. Yeah. You had a ghost there? No, but you said I should get one because I didn't like the choices on the board. I was like, everything's an IPA. Oh. They got no ambers or whatever. You said have a ghost. And I'm like, what's a ghost? So, uh-huh. so then yeah. I brought one. I brought one. To I didn't realize it was that near past, you know. Yeah. Well, what were we downtown for? Uh, we went downtown for Mata Hoople. Oh, it was the concert. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And okay. the Dream Syndicate, which was better. Uh, you, you, you always like to add that. <laughs> and, I, and I don't disagree. But, but on the other hand, I would say seeing Mata Hoople to me was still more special than seeing the Dream Syndicate. The Dream Syndicate was better live. They put on a better performance. They jammed. It was awesome. They, yeah, but, they did. But in, in that annals of my concert repertoire, I saw Mata Hoople with, the, with uh, Ian Hunter. So... You know, that, that, that to me goes down bigger than Dream Syndicate, even though they were better. Actually, and I, I probably would have mocked the hoople without Ian Hunter, probably would have been better. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. It's, okay, back to the beer. Fred is waiting so patiently to tell us about his that's goes. Okay. That interesting banter. But uh, it, last week we were talking about that goes. I don't remember the brand of it. And it just... Wasn't working. It was the shorts. Shorts. It just wasn't working out so well. And I had brought up the Founders Green Zebra, which is my favorite go-to summer beer, and it's a ghost. And I wanted to bring this so that Blatto would have a uh, a pleasurable ghost experience because this is a ghost because it doesn't taste that beery. Enough already. Yeah. But <laughs> I think you'll find in comparison to the stanky one. You'll enjoy this a whole lot more, I believe. Have me a pint, somebody. The watermelon looks, uh, or did I just take your... Either way. Anyways, since we have it, the the Founders Green Zebra is a ghost-style ale brewed with watermelon and sea salt, which I love. It's a great combination, actually. It really is. And uh, like I told you guys when I first had this, the first half glass, it was repellent to me because I'd never had anything like this. But by the bottom of the first can i had i was hooked it's a kiss your sister i think this is only like a four two four six four oh four six okay kind of typical for a ghost yep 
to kiss your sister. It does have an it's very light in color, decent hat on it. Clear. I mean I wouldn't call it a uh, kind of like a, a hazy beer. Bottoms right, up, bottoms guys. Up. See what you guys think. No stank. Wow, that's really different. That is like a popsicle. <laughs> Hopefully it mellows you, out. It, it like I told you, it's it's weird. I remember the first time I had it, it's like, whoa, what is this? But by the bottom mm. of the can, I was hooked. And, and that's <clears throat> where you, yeah, I think most of these are. So I'm um, yeah, um, refreshing enough. It goes almost like a sour. Mm-hmm. You know we have to. Do I one think of that's those. the fermentation. You yeah, know, we yeah. yeah we we haven't done a sour yet. I've I've seen a lot of them. Mm, sure. Maybe I thought I brought a sour one time. Uh, could have been when I was gone too. Two. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Are there many sours out there so. in retail beer? I'm seeing more cave world. When when I'm looking or do you for just buy them fresh. No, when I'm looking for sour. for beers to 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 bring into podcast Michigan beers, I've seen a few sours. Mm-hmm. And since I mean, Jolly Pumpkin's all about it, right? But I don't know if there's Jolly Pumpkin on the shelf. Yeah, maybe there is. Yeah. Some of the better beer caves. Yeah. The place I go has an excellent beer cave for Michigan beers, and I know they have some sours, and it could be a Jolly Pumpkin. Speaking of beer caves, uh, last week after we left, Nobbs and I drove here together, we stopped at that party store to check it out. Oh, yeah, the one near your place to and see if they were worthy. It's... I would say they had a fairly decent selection. Good place to go in a pinch. Okay. But my normal stop wipes them out. But it's a, this place is a lot closer. And So as, as, for convenience, if you need a beer, they're going to have more than just... Yeah, they're better, like. than, better than your basic, you know, even the basic yeah. uh, beer store that has some craft beer. This place was better. Than your average, but it wasn't. So you find something. Oh yeah, for sure. There, there was some uh, decent choices. We don't know the name, but the uh, but we'll plug the location. Seventeen in Garfield, uh, Garfield. <laughs> right next door to the Tim Hortons that I never knew existed there. <laughs> that I drive by every day. <laughs> Anyways, what's the what's the location of the one you go to? Um, I either go to uh, Grapevine, which is at fifteen in Van Dyke. They have an excellent beer. Uh, they, they do an excellent Michigan beer selection. Is that on 15? Yeah. South side, west of Van Dyke? Yep. No, east of Van Dyke. East of Van Dyke. Okay. East of, um, they do a great, they have, a, they have a, a, a warm section that's just totally dedicated to Michigan, almost like a big bay window kind of thing carved out. Mm-hmm. And then in their coolers, they also have uh, a very good selection on Michigan beers. Not quite as big as what they have for warm, but... Um, because they have lots of other craft beers in there. But, mm. you know, a little bit of planning, you can pick up the warm ones, and I've done that there. Um, but I, they're the kind of place that I don't think they say, they, I don't think they say no to anybody. I think they, you know, you got to bring it in. The distributor oh. has it, you know, and it's Michigan beer. They're, they're going to bring it in. So it's great for podcasts because, and then the other one I go to is uh, Napa Valley. Um, oh, some. Uh, it sounds It sounds so fancy for being in, Sterling Heights, Michigan. He does a good job of, of social media. He's, he's, he's always marketing something. He's a go-getter, that guy. You know, yeah. between what he yeah. does on liquor, you know, branding his own liquor, great beer selection. In there yeah, the yeah. Uh, phenomenal wine selection. Yeah. Good he, location, too. Um, but they're not, 
especially on the cold. On the cold, they don't have nearly as many Michigan beers, and they do a lot of the individuals. So it gets pricey because all of a sudden you're picking up, you know, $4 yeah. a bottle kind of stuff. And Maybe he's listening and he will take your advice. <laughs> Uh, which is why, which if he's listening, I go to Grapevine more often. Oh, uh, oh! Know? But but he knows I get my liquor. I get my liquor at at at, at Napa Valley, Uh-oh. which has nothing to do with Napa Valley. <laughs> nothing. Okay, we're based in Michigan, peoples. <laughs> I, I like on the west side. I go to Barrels and Vine um, nowadays. Um, with the Holiday Market being the old standby, uh-huh. but um, Barrels and Vine. Man, I've yet to find every time I need something, want something, it's always there. You know, a particular ghost, a, a vanilla porter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's all there. Or, I'm sorry, vanilla porter you can find everywhere. A blonde porter. So. Oh, uh, what I have? The chocolate blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you did not like. Mm-hmm. I still have not put those reviews up online, but I, I, I got them up here in my head. Yeah, you you UNOPs uh, were not for me on that, and I was I just couldn't get past it on that. And on the goes, you were met. I was met on the goes. You guys were the same on both those, and I was uh, not for me and for me on the chocolate blonde. How do we, we haven't really given any opinions about what we're drinking here now that we've had a few sips? My opinion you, probably you like does, doesn't count. I, this is my favorite go-to summer beer. I get so excited when I see the pink can with the green zebra on it. <laughs> Summer is here. <laughs> it's, it's, it would not be my summer beer. You know, it's like... It, you would, you will change your mind by the bottom be. of that glass. It's like lemonade, though. You know, you, you drink one of these. It's refreshing. It tastes really good. You can tell it's a quality beer. Yeah, you can. That's a good point. You can really tell it's a quality beer. But you don't need six, three... I might not even want two of them a day. You know, at, at an event or something like that, I'd have one, but I'd probably switch back to yeah. an old, reliable pre-beer in a blue can from Canada. <laughs> uh, but I, I would still put this probably in the for me category because I am enjoying it. Oh, yeah. And and But I don't know what it would be my go-to summer beer. In fact, well, if I had to pick a go-to summer beer, I just did. I, maybe not as, I don't have a brand per se, but it would be... At least a wheat. If I'm going to go with a go-to summer beer, I'm going to pick a half of ice. Oh, I've got my, I, I've, I mean, this is not here, but my, my go-to summer beer is already in the beer fridge. I've been buying as much as I possibly can. What do you got? Mr. Blue Sky, Griffin Claw, wheat with coriander. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's nice. a bottoms up. I like coriander. Yeah. 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 That's a great but th- spice. But th- this beer here, I'm thinking about, like... We'll have to okay. bring that next time, won't he? Yeah, I almost did, but it would... Yeah, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. And oh, of course. I've done that before. <laughs> Bean Dip texted me for his uh, son's graduation party tomorrow and wanted to know what kind of beer he should provide. Oh. And I said wheat. So that's where I kind of like... That's, you know, where I'm like, you know, that's where I'm putting my stake in the ground. You know, now we'll see what he does. Is he going to go Blue Moon? Is he going to go Summer Shandy? Is he going to go oh. Oberon? Right? I mean, you know, or is yeah. he going to go? Is he going to go a little wilder than that? But well, this beer, you know, what I immediately think about when we're talking about like whether we like it or not, totally for me, no problem. I keep thinking about what I would like if I was going to have a meal and have this as my drink. What would I have? And I certainly wouldn't have a steak. I'm not fish, not chicken. I think this is like 
a salad beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've no. ever heard a beer called I, a salad beer, but I'm not I can gonna, see this is that. a beer. Hold on, I'm not going to with, with the way you, you know, put put that all together. I'm going to agree with you, Lefty. I'm going to I'm, I can see, you know, kind of a a, a cherry walnut salad with this. I can't I can't see the steak. Maybe I certainly can't cheese. see the fish. Right? Can't see steak. Can't can't see can't see fish. So chicken maybe. <laughs> Everything. We're cracking up. How about how about Impossible Burger? We can go Impossible. Burger. But uh, but I, I I I you know what we we could add that and I'm really just being facetious here. Oh, add the pairing. Add pairings <laughs> to, to our reviews. Oh God. <laughs> I didn't mean to be like that, but I, I still Boy, I are do we think about watered it. down. Like, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna have this with pretzels. You're not gonna have this with chips. You're not gonna you have it with chips. You can have it. You can have it with nachos. Maybe like. Whole wheat pita chips. You know, I, I guess I never Hummus. sat down and had a meal with this beer. I just drink the it's beer. It's your summer beer. It's, it's, it's my refreshing summer beer. beer. So it is on the can. It's a ten IBU. Uh, so you know, super non hoppy, but still has that citrusy. It's almost not beer. I I think it's beer. Well, I think. regardless, I I just wanted to. All right, it's good. Plug the goes again because. I hadn't even realized it was a goes until just recently drinking it for a year and score. Did, we did give the name, right? The Founders Green Zebra. Yep. It's a cool looking can besides. I would get that as a tattoo, actually. That green zebra. I, I would do that. Maybe I'll put that on my cornhole ports. That would be awesome. <laughs> I did I did look at if I wanted to translate a Bell's logo and a Founders logo. That was that was my first thought was to do a Bell's board and a Founders board. But I'm not going to do that. The two big guys, eh? Yeah, yeah. But their logos are difficult. <laughs> Put the dirty bastard logo on there. That's really difficult. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing stencils of bottles and pints. <laughs> we'll put them up on social media when I finish. They're going to be awesome. All right. All right, so. We have uh, no fact checks, right? Uh, no, like I said, this hastily put together. All right. The, um, the main thing I thought we were going to talk about was the debates, but. In this world, you know, the, the debates happened the last two nights, but yet it's not even the main topic of the news. I mean, there's there's so much other shit that has gone on in the last 24 hours between, you know, presidents' embarrassments and his, um, uh, his flagrant disregard for America in at the G20 summit with his buddy uh, uh, Putin... And, and then we could also talk about the, uh, the, the the SCOTUS decisions. Oh, God. Three, three or four huge SCOTUS decisions. So I, I do want to focus on the debates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the news cycle is just so crazy. I mean, like, are we going to talk about the SCOTUS decisions next week? The are we, we going to do a 30.5? They'll be obscured by something by then. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know. Whack a Trump. I think we got to call claim Whack a Trump. Every episode is Whack a Trump. Um, but anyway, um, uh, we did all watch the debates, right? And the other thing is that the way that they were kind of set up is it's easy to forget about the first night after watching the second night. Is that is that a fair assumption? Oh yeah, Lefty, would you agree? I yes. I, I actually yes. was having a hard time remembering yes highlights from Wednesday night after last night. Just because 
everything last night seemed to have a lot more punch to it. Where the stuff on Wednesday night, in general, to me was like a, a nothing burger. Overall. Yeah, no, I, I thought that the, the Wednesday night was fairly boring. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch all of it, and I did record. I recorded it all, and I missed the first half. But after watching the highlights, I didn't even feel the need to go back and watch the first half. <laughs> I felt like I, I, I got the gist of it, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was not all that exciting. Um, but I thought... Mm. That last night was good television. I do too. I mean, regardless of where your political affinities might lie, and hopefully they're lying in the right place to be a member of the Bottoms Up family, but but I thought it was just compelling television versus the Wednesday night. I don't know. Lefty? No, I agree. I think that they took some cues from day one and amped it up in date and there was it was obviously stacked even though it was random a random draw kind of thing so you don't you don't think it was random night well no i do i do I, i'm fine just, with it, it. i don't have a conspiracy though, thought about okay but even though it, it was random it ended that. up stacked you're looking at the two days and you're like okay the one yeah. to watch the must see tv is day two and wh- yeah. why so, didn't the group from last night end up in the first night well, that's they, they, they that were I thought closing. about too. Is did they did they do the draws and then figure we want these on first night mm-hmm. and these on second night because more people are going to remember the second night like we do. Right. So I don't I don't know how random that was. I mean, and, and that's okay. I, that's okay I would, I dimes to dollars. A campaign manager was at the selection. It was probably a really a really important deal, and who who was with who and how they got there. I'm sure that that was um, closely managed inside the DNC. Wait a minute. Are you saying it was fixed? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying I'm saying no, that managed, that, not, that, fi- that, not a fix. That but a member what? of each campaign was there to make sure that this is how it went down. That it went down fair. Oh no! I, I, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think there, it was. There, I'll start with this. You know. Sands maybe one, maybe two candidates up there. The Democrats have good candidates. They're all better than Trump. I mean, the, the, we're the three of us are better than Trump. Well, that brings up another point. Like, <laughs> like you know, we have to be careful um, as Democrats or whoever you want to label as progressives or never Trumpers or whatever. We have to be careful that we haven't lowered the bar so much that um, everything looks better than Trump, and we'll we'll accept any of that twenty, right? I mean, I mean that that's a trap that we could fall into. Setting aside who's who, who can win, right? Setting, assuming any right. of them could win, right? You know, we 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 shouldn't be settling for someone that's just better than Trump, okay? If, if you took that out of, the, out of the equation, if you said all of them will win because the Democrats will come out and vote, okay, they, they, the numbers will come out. Fortunately, they're going to, like, whittle that down on their own before we have to do anything like that. So, you know, there's some candidates up there that are up there because they're 
it's a no-lose situation for them, too. When they, if they bow out, they've done nothing but help their cause back home in their district or their state or their their fans. I, I agree with that. I agree with that, Lefty. So how do they bow out? Because traditionally you bow out when you start running out of money. When you can't put, you know... Fuel in the plane well, anymore to get you from Iowa to South Carolina. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that the it's DNC is going to have a say in that too. Huh? What? The DNC will have a say in that too if they don't. I don't up think they're game for the next debate. Okay, but but okay, different it's, criteria. Right, but but the debate then does the does the debate beget the donors? Like like if you're not in the debates, how how badly does it? Your, I mean, your, who your wasn't in the debate? It'd be interesting to know the favorability and the bump that the people that weren't in the debate that are running get. Like Governor Bullock might get a bump compared to some of the people that were on stage. You if know, they didn't do well, you're saying. Did, you know, someone... It's hard to imagine that, that, that anyone's going to donate to Bullock and he wasn't on the stage. It's, it's hard to imagine. And, but, but maybe that's the case. I... I, I don't, I haven't figured he has, out. He has a case. He, he belonged up there. More I, I, than a couple others. I haven't figured out, uh, probably, I I haven't figured out how they start whittling out. That I, I think, and I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and I remember a year ago, maybe it was a year and a half ago, when, you know, the Republicans just kept criticizing the de- criticizing the Democrats. They got nobody. They got nobody. Who are they going to put up? They have no leader over there. You know, and and I used to argue all the time, you know, on Facebook, that the the party that doesn't have the presidency always looks like they're leaderless because you don't have the, the, the top office, right? Too many oars in the water and, and, and too and many so, different you know, directions. Well, no, 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 no. I don't think it's too many directions. I think you have a lot of oars in the water. I think most of them are going in the same direction. It's that you just don't have a leader because you don't own the office. Right. You know, when, well, when, okay, when, so when, when, when Obama... You're rudderless. Yeah, okay. When Obama was the president, Trump wasn't the leader of the Republican Party. Who was the leader of the Republican Party? Who was setting the... the so, so, and there was nobody, right? And we looked at... And then they had that... that it's 17. They had 17 people running when they first started, right? And, you know, we looked at that group and saw, oh, you know, you know, idiot after idiot. You know, well, is Ted Cruz the leader of the Republican Party? So I, I, I think when I look back and the criticisms that the Democrats took on not having a leader, I think that's bullshit. And I remember saying at that time, there's a lot of good Democrats that are in this party that could be president. You know, and at that time, I was thinking of people like uh, Julian Castro, you know, and you know Kamala Harris, obviously. Or um, I didn't know I didn't know about Mayor Pete at the time, but who uh, did? Who right. did? But that that guy. Mike Pence opens knew his, who he was. You know, every time he opens his mouth, he makes more. He's more credible. Um, I mean, every single time. But 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 Cory Booker was a was a known entity back then too. So I always felt like we had a good group or. Of, of candidates that were sort of waiting in the wings. Um, it's just that they never will get the notoriety that, uh, that, that the president will. That's, you know, and they're also not trying to, well, I guess they're trying to lead the party, but it's, 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 
they don't really have that 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 soapbox, that microphone that says you will do as I say. I mean, that's that's the most incredible thing about the Trump presidency is the way the Republicans have just gotten in line, right? You will do as I say, and they just, yes, sir. It's it, it's the most disappointing thing as an American. I'm not putting myself in any particular political party, but when I, and I know you agree with me on this. You would like to, Fred, you you would hope for more vocal dissent. From the that's what we were hoping. Side. Yeah, I mean, that, that when I look at the because that would check a president. The right? Trump presidency, what has been most disappointing, are not the Yahoos, not the Trumpsters, right? We know that that's that who exists. got like, but it's the other people in party, um, or people in walking around in public that support Trump, and you have no idea that they do. Well, there's that there. I mean, I mean that, because they're you know, for for whatever reason they choose to. To keep it to themselves, yeah. whether they're they're being um, their version of polite or if they're embarrassed. But back to you're, you're talking about though politicians, yeah, the Lindsey Graham's of the world, uh, right, right, right. That's kind of what I meant was the the politicians, the Mitch McConnell's, the Lindsey Graham's, or or maybe not even those high profile guys, the the second and third tier ranking guys. You you know that's but I don't want to rehash all that stuff about, you know, how bad the Republicans have been. I just kind of went off on that. But back to the debates. Um, it's hard to remember uh, the Wednesday night debates. <laughs> but combining both, was there anyone that you thought was really just awful? Like, like disqualifyingly awful? Well, I mean... Disqualifyingly awful. I mean, it was entertaining to listen to Marianne Williams. <laughs> that was going to come. <laughs> That's the only one that I can say. I mean, I don't know if it was awful. I mean, it was awful. It, you, know, I mean, you know what I found out about her that I, I did not know until this morning that she was a minister in Michigan. Yeah, that she was from and Church of Today of our, over on. Um, some of our friends were in her flock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually met somebody. One of my one of my customers today that was a member of her flock just like out of the blue and she actually knew quite a bit about her yeah but i i hadn't realized i knew she was like a motivational speaker and an author but i i had no idea she was from church of today we used to go there and listen to the did they have to go to 20 spots I mean, it's because they didn't want to have an empty podium from the night before. Well, no. How did she qualify? She she qualified by the minimum, the donation Donors. thing. Yeah, she she qualified numerically. I don't think we'll be seeing her again. Well, what kind of okay. time did she get, I wonder? Same did she get like two or three minutes? It, uh, they were 34 minutes in before she spoke. Yeah. Um, why, why don't we do this? To, just to kind of keep it in some order why don't we take a look at wednesday and, oh. th- and then we'll we'll go into thursday try to remember wednesday well let's let's look back at wednesday what we can recall from it and, and see if there were any big takeaways or any like big there, disappointments there from was, wednesday there was a couple of interesting things you know like who broke out the spanish first oh and, that's and, right and, and, i'd and, forgotten and Cor- about that the cory booker look you know you, you, the cory booker look was i mean that was yeah, viral is meme, meme sensation. Now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> is you know I, I I saw a couple quick surveys about you know bringing out the Spanish looks like pandering to a lot of folks. 
I kind um, of felt that way. And, and but and then, then again, then they're not they're in Miami anymore. But they they were in Miami, so yeah. you know that was two of forty percent of the crowd Spanish speaking. I don't know. Does it does it uh, change Julian a heart or minor was, vote? Julian was, was is is Latino. You know, did did Mayor Pete and 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 Cory Booker have to break it out? You mean Beto or Beto? Well, no, but, but all four of them did. I mean, okay, right. mixing the debate. You're on days. Thursday night. <laughs> Pull it back. Pull it back. We're trying to stay focused here. Beto looked bad, by the way, guys. He looked really weird. I don't think he looked that Beto bad. Looked See, over. okay, this is where I want to. I, this is where I don't think he looked that bad. I mean, he 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 he, he was every, constantly going over, and it was annoying. And I don't know if he's annoying. It, it was just annoying that he was ignoring the moderators. Mm-hmm. And and where where, okay, fine. I'm moving to Thursday, but in other debates, <laughs> people were like ignoring the moderators, but involving the others. He was just trying to dominate the screen, and I I, I didn't like that. One of the things I did miss look. by not by not tuning in early, and I and I didn't see much on the um, on the replays was De Blasio. So he he. You know, he started oh, the de Blasio, kind of the, uh, the, the the bullying thing that he did early from, on from the very edge, and <laughs> like tried to bring attention to himself early on. Yeah, what was your take on that, Fred? With um, um, were you surprised by? It? Were you like sit down? Were you? No, I wasn't surprised by it because he's the mayor of New York, and it was a very kind of boisterous in your face New York kind of thing to do. So to That's exactly what I would think. To me it it felt like he was showing his character. And you're right. They had this six foot seven guy way out in the far left end of it and they weren't giving him much attention. So he was gonna take it. He took it for so long and then he just kinda jumped in and started pontificating and I you know it's funny is a lot of people I had heard chit chatting about it, they liked that about him that he oh i thought i i thought it gave him some energy yeah it, yeah yeah no I, he didn't get a lot of negative press about no it. no that's that's my point is i to me i i'm i'm never big on the bully thing so when he did it it kind of was a little bit offish to me but most people i heard talking about it were they thought it was great that he did that and that he kind of just threw some elbows and got himself into yeah. the mix because you know they they can say these things are fair, but they're not. They're they're targeting particular uh, politicians, and for these fringe guys, the guys mm-hmm. out on the either end, the, yeah, they got fight. They got They're fight. not going to take care. They're they're not going to target the guy directly to their left or direct or the gal, the person directly to their left or the directly to their right. They 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 got to try to like mix it up with somebody in the middle as much as you can with ten people in a debate. And you're trying to ask questions that you believe the people want you to ask of the right people. Sure. Right? I mean, the front runners are the I front mean, runners for reasons. The biggest are, slap down for, for day, night one was Ulian and Beto, right? Yeah, when he went after him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the biggest slap down. Hey, you need to do, do your, your homework. homework. Right. <laughs> well, but, 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 but when I listen to. Beto's immigration position, I don't think it's that bad. I understand what Castro's saying on the legal side, 
But but Beto does have an articulate message on comprehensive reform. Yeah, and 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 he can he can speak to that very well, and he has spoken to that very fluently um, in areas that you know are 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 and 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 receptively to those areas that are um, more affected by immigration, and so I I think that. I, I think in some ways, post-debate, looking back, I think Castro was a little too harsh on on Beto. Because if you're just looking at, okay, we have this law, and this law says that it's a federal crime, a felony, and that's why you know we can have separations and blah, blah, blah. We have to repeal that. I'm with Castro on that. But Beto's message is still a good message. Well, what I had heard from a couple of different talking heads is that whole situation was the fight for Texas because those guys are drawn from the same donors. And so Castro took it upon himself to... Yes, he did. It was to, contrived. To, it was contrived, yeah. and he was going out of his way to be more technical about it. And, and he did kind of cow Beto. I thought Beto got a little cowed by him. And Castro kind of asserted himself and pushed him around a little bit, not in a negative or mean way, yeah. But, but I didn't feel that way. Well, what, uh, my point is is that those guys are both coming from Texas. They're both looking for the same pool of money. And Castro, That's I think, point. He, he had to take it upon himself to win the state Yeah. to keep things going. Because, in fact, the next day they were both in, I think, Austin. So so you can see they're, they're, they're leaving the debate, and they were both on the road to the exact same place. So... They're going where the money is in Texas, and so I think that's why Castro went after him and was he was pretty aggressive and it, it wasn't mean or whatever mean spirited but so something really petty hmm. but do you think that we can elect somebody named Castro? <laughs> I, I thought about that yesterday that well that thought crossed we, my mind. We, ele- we elected somebody named Obama, so yes, I think we can you think we can yes, I absolutely you think there's think enough can. people. In midwestern states that would not have Get their foul feeling off of that, like I mean, su- totally superficial, I, and, and I right, certainly but the could. same thing with Obama. The same, you could say the exact same thing with Obama, and people look past his name. You know, there were lots well, of people. If that it was were, Barack Hussein, yeah, but they but they pushed that. They pushed and pushed and pushed that, and he still got elected. I, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna say no on that. I, I just but. Just you know. I, I don't have an issue with it, but when I first saw that he was mm-hmm. putting his name in the hat, yeah. I thought to myself, man, so that'd we, be interesting. We, ha- we haven't mentioned uh, Elizabeth Warren in, 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 in right, one, right, right. And, and she's the, the, the she headliner? The headliner, the right. Day one? Yeah. You know, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. no I'm the I defer, I defer, go ahead. No. I, I, I was just going to say that I thought she did a fine job. She talks so much on circuit, and she has the same message year after year. And she, she has had it now. That, she had that, you know, she she had that passion that that I was looking for out of her. I didn't want to see some deadpan septuagenarian up there that's just in the lead and just kind of hanging back. And we we'll get to that when we get to debate number two. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Well, no, I I was actually going to kind of make the same point that to me. Elizabeth Warren was Elizabeth Warren. She she stayed true to the way 
she presents her plans. She's very concise. She's detailed. She's passionate. She's strong. She's strong. And, and she, she didn't do anything beyond what she normally does, in my opinion. So all she had to do was just come and be herself. And yep. she, she, wasn't, yep. she wasn't fighting anybody else, in my opinion. Her, her, she was. Just, she just maintained. She asserted herself early. Her yes. And then kind of, I don't want to say backed off, but then, you know, kind of felt like in many ways she made her case and, and then didn't keep hammering it later on in the debate, right? She didn't I mean, need to. You're right, she yeah. didn't need to. But she also didn't need to say my time is up. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I, I thought her body language was good. Her facial expressions and how she communicated non-verbally was almost as important to me as it was verbal. Okay, who did you hate the most? Uh, just on night one, yeah, as in hate or or like like who was like a non-factor? Because there were some non-factors. I didn't didn't hate anybody on night one. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate anyone on night night two. I I, Mary and not that's not we're not there yet. She really concerns me. Okay, and I'll get into into that. Um, I mean. As, as you one. asked the question, the first thing that comes into my head was Beto. Okay. Now, if you want to talk about, like, non-factors, but I don't hate the non-factors because they're non-factors. So, Beto, to me, had the most to gain and the most to lose, and I think he lost the most. I, I was kind of going in, I'm not a big Jay Inslee fan, because he has this singular message that he keeps trying to push, and then all things feed from that. Um, but he does a good job of well, you agree that with. message, right? You agree with it, right. so it's, it's kind of hard to I, hate that. But, but I, but I, but I want my candidate to to to, to be able to say, you know, just talk about healthcare and not say, well, if we fix climate change, we fix healthcare, right? But um, you know, he still concerns me. Because of that singular message, but I didn't hate his performance, and and there wasn't there wasn't anyone that I thought was that bad. I don't remember his name. He was on the far right. The guy from Maryland he used to be an ex congressman, I believe, from Maryland. Help me out here, anybody? Anybody? <laughs> he was. Uh, De- was it Delaney? Delaney. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, um. he he was so obnoxious. So I, I couldn't hear a word he was saying, just because of the way he was interacting with other people and ignoring the moderators. Granted, I heard about that. They yeah. they weren't giving him probably the the space he wanted to work with. But you're on the far right. You're not going to get it. But half pint was pulling her hair out and. Uh, the, the wife, same thing. All of us, we just... When when they put the camera on, we're like, oh, not again, not again. Um, yeah, left. I don't remember anything he said because he was so annoying. I was keeping tabs on... And even afterwards, the next day, I was keeping tabs on what Breitbart was saying about the debates. Because uh, that's my go-to to get a pulse of the Trumpsters. And... Um, uh, it is much more accurate than Fox News, um, and I there were there were there was one post in particular that I thought was really interesting. Um, 
they had put up the quote from Tim Ryan about how he said, um, you know, the Democrats have lost the the middle, the, the middle, the middle American, the working class, mm-hmm. Midwesterner. If you want to beat Mitch. Okay, uh, right. And he was saying that. And, but that's really not what he said. What he said was that the perception is that we've lost them. Not that the policies are leaving those people behind, but the perception is that we've lost them, which I agree with. And Breitbart left that out, okay? And, and they, they just said that, you know, Tim Ryan says that, we've, that the Democrats have, have you know, left... Seated the, the, the middle. The, 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 the middle America, right? And all these people were agreeing. I'm reading through the comments. Everyone's agreeing. Tim Ryan's right. Tim Ryan's right. And so I started putting my own little troll post up there about, no, what he said was, the perception. So is it the democratic policies that you disagree with? Or is it you agree with his idea that we've lost the perception? You can't have it both ways. Hmm. Right? You can't you can't say that it's it's strictly a, you can't agree with Tim Ryan and say it's strictly a perception thing. Then you would say, okay, what the policies are good. If you understand the perce- if you understand the policies, then you can't say that it's a messaging and a perception problem. Yeah. You 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 cannot have it both ways. And yet these fools, <laughs> okay, bite my tongue on Breitbart. Literally all the comments and Breitbart included were trying to have it both ways. And I started, you know, having all these you know Facebook discussions with people. It's like, no, you cannot have it both ways. There, either it's a perception problem. Or it's a policy problem. In was, this situation, it can't be both. Was he the one that, that took was trying to take credit for um, passing like women's health rights? And no, that was Isley. That was Inslee. Well, Washington, Inslee, well, and, Washington, I think. And and you know, or was that the was that the the Colorado governor? Hickenlooper. That was yeah, it day was two. Yeah, it, was it wasn't Hickenlooper. Day two. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just thinking day one something like that happened or was that day two? I can't remember because yeah. you know um, I can't remember one memorable thing that Amy Klobuchar said, and I was thinking maybe it was that, but now I'm starting to think. No, she that. she did step in and say there are other people here that have uh, been advocates of women's reproductive rights. Yeah. So she did jump in there. That was her probably most memorable thing. I thought, again, her comments were good. You know? I mean, I think that she would be a fine president from what I see from her. I just see shades of McGovern. (laughs) What do you think of Tulsi? I thought she raised her stock. I don't think it was enough, but I thought that she did okay. I thought she was very robotic. That's her. I mean, that that is her nature, right? The military thing? Or maybe that's why she joined the military, right? But but that, she's she's very... um, Robotic is the only other word that I can think of right now. But yeah. When uh, they come across robotic and it sounds like typical talking points, I kind of start glazing over. And she had that effect. I love her hair, though. This was another one. <laughs> I do. I dig her hair. This is another one that. <laughs> is Mrs. Fred going to do her hair like that? Careful, Fred. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. 
Well, well, if she well, she what, doesn't listen to the podcast, so it doesn't really matter. What what what, what male candidates do you like their hair? Here's what I see. Cory Booker. He, he's a Cory Booker guy. I can I tell. Can relate. <laughs> you can re- relate to Cory Booker. Here's what I said last night while watching it with the fiance. Uh, I go every hey, time. Congratulations. Every time I see Bernie, I always just imagine. Lots of dandruff on his shoulders. <laughs> it, it goes along with the picture, right? Yeah. Like, he has no time for personal hygiene. This is not something that he can I, he can deal with right now. He's I'm got to, I'm you know, change the world. He's got to everything. everything on him is curved, though. His big hands always are curved. His fingers always pointed. As his shoulders perception. are always rounded. It's really over. bizarre. His head's always pushed forward. I mean, he's engaged. But everything's always kind of like, I mean... I know, I know what he's creepy. I, 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 I'm going to get back to, to, to Bernie in a second, but I was talking about Tulsi. Tulsi was another darling on the Breitbart post. Really? Yes. Oh, well, I would imagine because she's barely Democrat. Well, it, it's interesting. She is, okay, she says she's become a lot more progressive than what she was. Yep. Some of her policies she's are fairly evolved. progressive. Remember, I, like, she was I don't a, have a problem with that. She was a, neither do I. For the most part, you have to determine what's genuine and what's not. But she was, you know, she was a, a, a Bernie bro, right? I mean, a Bernie broad, right? Whatever you want to call him. But so she really aligned herself with with Bernie last year, and 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 wasn't she kind of, you know, bashing? She was part of the Bernie bro problem, in my opinion, because she did have a platform, and she was like, you know, Bernie or bust, but. So she is progressive in that way. And it's just so funny when I, you know, see these comments on Breitbart. Oh, she should be one of us. And she's, you know, and oh, I love her hair. And she's so good looking. All that. <laughs> There's lots of those comments on Breitbart too. But, but it, it's, you wonder, like, could candidates like her or Tim Ryan actually pull Trump votes? According to Breitbart. Say that could. again. Oh, question. right. What, what did you just say? Could Tulsi or Tim Ryan pull Trump votes? Mm. So they need all the Democrats and 10,000 Trump votes. In th- across three states. Across three Whatever states. Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever. And yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 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 I, and I don't know. That's where she has a place on the stage. You know, we, we didn't. I think uh, we've done a good job of, of avoiding the discussion of electability because that, that we're so early on that right now. And we have to let the primaries play out the way they're going to play out. I, I you know, I, I, I would, as much as I want to beat Trump, I don't want the DNC or the media start pushing a candidate because of electability. First of all, you get it wrong most of the time. Yeah. History has proven you get it wrong. Jeb Bush. Yeah, but but anyway, um, but yeah, but but back to Bernie. Are we moving on to day two? Yes. Can I make a Tim Ryan statement real quick? Yes. And, and do whatever it, you want. <laughs> okay. Is it something like I own this show, so I'll do what I want. Um, but, like, I was, was going to say, are you paying the SoundCloud bill? <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of that. But I, w- I was thinking about how the debates, the way they're run, the way their time is short and all that kind of stuff 
it really does affect their message. Because I, I was thinking after it was done Wednesday night, Tim Ryan had like zero effect on me. It was just a big nothing. Just It was like he was void, right? But the next morning when they're in the spin room, I think uh, Morning Joe got a hold of him. And it was like I was listening to a different person because he he wasn't under the pressure of the time. He wasn't right. under the pressure. He was not looking of, for sound bites. No, he, he wasn't. It's, he it's, was just talking. thought. And I was like, that's that's the guy I heard the night before? Because I really didn't know who he was. I heard his name. Yeah. But it, it well, was, you get a it was softball such, action too, so. No, it wasn't even that so much. It's just, I, it just seemed to me I got a whole lot more out of him the next morning when he was relaxed, chilled, just talking with those guys as a person versus being up there trying to compete for so, a little bit of okay. oxygen. So, so one of the things that really bugged me during the primary or the pre-primary season, and I think it's a waste of freaking time, okay? And, you know, I like Steve Kornacki. I like his rolled-up sleeves and, you know, his loose tie and all that stuff. But I could, I could give a crap about the polls at this point in time. I, I, I think it's a waste of TV space I really do, Lefty. I'm telling you, I, it, it drives me bonkers. I get that it. They waste any time on it. But I get they, it, but they're but, they're trying to they're trying to political science. It, there's a science part of that statement. There's a time for it, and but there's a they're, they they're trying to draw measurements, and, and they're not always right. Well, they're also trying to fill in time. Well, well and it's his that thing, too. right? That's his thing, right? But. What I would say in regards to is, is maybe instead of doing less of that, to your point, Fred, have more candidates on. Have them on more often. I mean, you know, Morning Joe, they have, what, one or two on? They have oh, five this morning. Right. Have these guys on so you can hear their message, so you can hear Tim Ryan and Hickenlooper and, you know, Michael Bennett or whatever talk about what they, what, what they're their message is outside of these debates um, and outside of what you, you read on the Internet. Another good example of um, different optics of people is like Cory Booker, like when they were doing all the hearings like with the Kavanaugh thing and all that, you know, he, he's always like almost like pontificating and, and he's always looking for the bigger words and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of always rubbed me wrong. But then... I'd say a couple of weeks afterwards, I heard him on uh, Pod Save America, yep. and he was just the same situation. He was just himself, and it was like, I couldn't believe that was Cory Booker. He even dropped an F-bomb, you know what I mean? He was that loose, and it's like, I. that's where, on Pod Save America, that's where I got what respect and likability of Cory Booker was, was from there, because any other time I've ever seen him, it almost seems like he's he's putting on a show. Yep. That's we just, should have invited him on this one. Oh, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> He'd probably come. Corey, you're invited to Pottoms Up. But that that's just another example. Well, we'll even, you know, we'll even get some New Jersey beer. We might get some swag, too. <laughs> <laughs> he might run out of swag. Uh, uh, but, but I did want to mention Bernie because you asked me who I didn't like. I didn't like Bernie's debate. Are you sure? So we're on day two. Wait, are you on day two? We've been on day we two might for have, a while. We might have to go to no, day yeah. two to no, go to we day were, two. Is that what we're going to do now? Because we're at like uh, 56 minutes. Yeah, I, I think that's a good show. All right, la- last thoughts on Maxi night Soda. one. We'll, we'll do some last thoughts. We'll go around. Last thoughts on uh, night one. Uh, we'll close it up before we go. I thought it was kind of a snoozer. 
you know, the, the people that I thought were going to be at or near the top, the Elizabeth Warrens and the, and the Cory Bookers did what they had to do to, to maintain their positions, you know. Um, I, I was more interested uh, the next day on, on, like I, on, on what I said is, is what the feel was from the Trumpsters on some of those candidates. And, uh, and I will add, as we go into day two, they took no such poll, pulse on day two. Because <laughs> yeah, I think they really learned, oh, wait a minute, some of these people like these people. And that's bad. That's bad for their brand, right? So I think that, 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 that played into it. You know, so, so what? For the the last word for day one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's kind of wrap it up so, so we can get our I, second beer. Um, I was, I was intrigued and and pleased at the way the moderators were able to cage all those cats on stage, and especially happy that I got to see Savannah Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, what was your final take on night one? Well, I. I felt like, in general, it was a big nothing burger. I already said that and starting to overuse that term. Probably my only takeaway was that I, I knew of Julian Castro, but I knew nothing of him. And he I'm not least, sure it's, Ju- it's not Julian. Julian? I think it's Julian. But regardless, it kind of put him on my secondary radar because I... I I kind of like the way he got toe to toe with Beto, and and I'm, I'm not old. sure it's Beto, Beto, <laughs> Julian, and Beto. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> that was my probably my biggest takeaway that I got exposed to him, and he's on my secondary radar. He, he's not the A team yet, but I, I kind of liked uh, some of the things he was saying and the way he was going about it. So, all right, beer two, day two. Beer two. Here we go. I'm gonna go with both hands behind my back, and I'm just gonna stick my head in the the treasure trove and see what we pull out. All right, what do we got? <laughs> New Holland Dragon's Milk. Blato provided this beverage, so we'll let him talk about it. Uh, well, it's um, it's really known for its potency. That's right. I mean, it's an 11 percent beer. Um, so yeah, not not any. It's, it's not kissing your sister. It's kissing Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know. Um, hand me the uh, or, official or, or Savannah here. Guthrie. Um, Savannah Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I, damn. She has diastemas. Don't know what that is. Proboscis. Look it up. Okay. All right. Anyway, Dragon's Milk is a bourbon barrel aged stout. So we haven't had one of those in a while, but. Um, Again, as we hastily put this together, this is what I had in the fridge, and um, I've been wanting to get rid of it. It's a and giant we, bottle. It's yeah. a huge bottle that we're going to just uh, share here, and that's okay at 11%. Rich, roasty, creamy, heavy notes of vanilla, just enough familiar warmth. Um, and uh, it does give its pairings. Oh. So, a red meat, smoked foods, balsamic, yeah. rich cheese, and dark chocolate. I... I Nice, I love dark chocolate. Nice, nice cozy fire. Um, yeah, great brewery. Um, and we, we haven't done something uh, rich and dark in a while. So this ought to be uh, um, a nice uh, nice uh, change of pace for us. 
Oh, yeah, look at that. You give me, like, double. Well, I'm waiting to see got. what's coming out of the box. Don't complain, Lefty. <laughs> You're a guest. <laughs> I'm driving the farthest. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that, being that it's my B-Day, that we were going to open up the rye. Oh, I thought we were going out for a drink, but yeah. You know, maybe open up the rye. Take a free well, or we, we could wait until the 4th, if, if you guys are still in on the 4th, and open up the rye then. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Two. Right, a little pot of action here. Hey, uh, that is smooth. That is good. Mm. Okay, but but uh, uh, final on the last one. You're for me, course. obviously. Of course. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, a really nice transition from ghost to this. But on the last beer, where where were you at? For me. You're but you're for not, me on the ghost. I love the ghost. Oh, I didn't know that you were. I thought you were leaning. He was just no, not no, against the No, I wasn't being facetious. I think it goes well with a salad. That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lefty, doesn't look like he eat many salads. <laughs> <laughs> I had a salad today. <laughs> and a yesterday. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go. I'll go for a me on that, too. Yeah. You don't have to. I feel pressure. Okay. So, um, on the dragon's milk. Aptly named. It is a huge change of pace, and we haven't had something like this in a while, but. It's a sipper. I think it's wonderful. Mm. See, and this is the aroma that I like. I still even detected a little bit of an aroma with that with that other ghost. Did you really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. But 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 this the, the, the bourbon, the ageness, the maltiness, this is what I really like in beers. It's not a summer beer, granted, but I do. I've had a couple of different um, bourbon-aged barrel beers, and I hadn't cared much for them, but uh, this is pretty tasty. No, not a fan. No? No. Okay. It's too much of a mix of two things I like, bourbon and beer. <laughs> it makes, like, cr- it, yeah, it doesn't... It, you wouldn't have it with a salad. <laughs> no. no. I don't think so. All right. It's a little, little. I don't know if it's a ferment that I, I taste or what, but... What about the mouthfeel? That's that's something we talk about now on Pottoms. I don't mind the mouthfeel. I don't mind. It's, it's not like, sticky. It's kind of coating, and 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 it it does have a. Um, I think the milk is an aptly named part of the. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what dragon's milk looks like. Looks like this. You know, yeah, it was cow's <laughs> milk. And, yeah, okay. It looks like this. I could could maybe pour it over ice cream, condense it down. It might even turn into a hard shell if you pour it over ice cream. Oh, I know. A little coconut oil. We can make the magic shell out of that. <laughs> uh, your, your wife taught me how to make my own magic shell. She, and she, I, was, I, was, I was like, wow, this is And it's amazing. cool, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like I'm a scientist. She's got those tricks, man. Yeah. She's got those tricks. All right, so are we going to go on to day two? Yes. Of, 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 of Okay. Yes, impeach. Um, who wants to start with first impressions or overall impressions? I'm trying to think or, how we how you guys ask the questions for day one because you kind of want it to be similar, but just like the debate, 
you can't have a day one and day two be identical because. Well, I think you know, that previous experience, the day two people had a distinct advantage that they kind of got to watch day one and see how things went. Yeah, yeah. And, and the random draw kind of powered the day two pool a little bit better. Yeah, it definitely was the A team on that day two. What What do you think of the question that they asked on the on the hand raise question about healthcare? I don't think that was fair. Not making it a in or out kind of thing because I think a question like that, there's a lot of qualifiers. Yes, and because the one guy that we fight with, um, mm-hmm. we'll just say his first name, George. He he called me out on that because there was a meme with you know I right. think the meme said, "Who's going to lose in the election?" and mm-hmm. all their hands were up, and he says, "So do you buy into that?" And I was like, no, not really. I said, because if, if you'd given them the time to, to, to talk it out, there would be a lot of qualifications to a question like that. The fact that they did it up or down, to me, I think, put pressure on everybody up there to do it just to kind of pander to the crowd. What if the question was, who would forego their private employer-paid insurance if a public option was better. <laughs> Didn't they ask that question? No, they said... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. It was pretty close to that. No, no. No, they just said either or. No, no, no. It, it was... who, 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 who would want like a Medicaid for all or give up their private... Who, who would give up their private insurance for a public option? I think they, they didn't say that on night they one. Said they, they talked about Medicare for all. They didn't qualify it with no. What he what he's asking me though it was the question about the illegal immigrants. That's no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I misunderstood the question. There, you were there's a couple about. of hand raises, and yeah, the yeah. one I was talking about was, would you? But does your health care plan include illegal immigrants? Right. No, yeah, that no. was the one I was talking right. about. Right. Would you Would you take care of the sick? No, no matter. Who, who, How they're here. They were, That's what I yeah, thought you were asking border. me about. No, 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 no. I was I asking about the, um, the the question of would you give up your private health insurance for a public option or for the government option or the Medicaid for all or whatever the question was. And they put no qualifiers on it. Like, well, if the public option is better than my employer paid, that's what's going to happen, right? I mean, it's... You're, I mean, Medicare available to all... And Medicare as the only option are two different questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as, as one that pays on the ACA and, and pays for his own insurance or not, um, the Medicare for all option is highly desirable for a person in my situation. Mm-hmm. You know, where you, but you may have excellent health care through your employer, and you may not want to give it up. I have fair. I, I don't think it's excellent. I have I have fair coverage. The deductibles aren't that bad. The um, the, the, only, the only thing about my employer health care right now, and this kind of drags this discussion down, but is um, compared to previous employers, uh, my current employer doesn't put a lot of weight in preventative care. So where before I would never pay a deductible or it wouldn't come out of my co-pays or anything for um, 
like wellness visits, and here every everything comes out. So it's kind of like that. May you know, just be the evolution of the insurance industry, though. Well, it's interesting because we're when, talking I, about when I called my insurer to make sure, they're like, "No, we don't sell a plan that doesn't cover wellness." And then I'm like, "Well, my employer." Has your plan, and it's not. It's telling me it doesn't cover wellness. And then she's like, "Oh, well, let me put you on hold." And then she comes back and says, "Well, you guys have a special plan." <laughs> so <laughs> lucky <especially> you. <laughs> so yeah, she's like, "No, no, all of our cover, all of our plans cover wellness." Yeah. So th- that's a unique situation. My insurance and 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 I've been fortunate, and that I've been part of corporate America my entire career, and I've been on employer based healthcare. And for the most part, they've been pretty good. And I've known this. When I have a lot of discussions about healthcare, you know, I'm, I'm removing myself from the equation. I'm talking about those that don't have employer healthcare, right? Whether that's 40% or 50% of the people or whatever that number is, it's a big number in America. Yeah, I mean, it includes guys like me that Correct. were put out. I had... In right. employer health care. Right. I had good employer health care up until six, seven years ago. Fred, Fred, Fred you, you, you've been a contractor sometimes. You've been working directly for people. Are, are, Even as a contractor, though, they offered health benefits, or I would use my wife's the health benefits. So you've been employer-based most of the time. Yes. And, and, and I've, and ne- I've like never me. bought insurance on my you, own. You, you recognize what you have. But you, you're not blind to what exists out there for those that don't. Right, right. You know, like our friend that is a real estate agent, right? I mean, it, he, he's, you know, 100% on himself. I, are you sure about that? No. Because his status at the city of Roseville as a council member. I don't know that he gets that. He, I, I know in the past. Sure he's I, know, work. I know in the past he has gone without. So. I know in the past he has definitely gone yeah. without, and he's been on city council for a very long time. I don't, I don't and, think, and a city employee before that. Yeah, but that's. I gone. mean, he's actually pensionable. He's, eventually. So. Yeah, that's all eventual, right? I mean. But uh, but, but anyway, we, we digress. So we'll let him call I thought, in. I thought when Can I first call in? when I first saw the question, I was a little upset, thinking to myself, "Why aren't more people raising their hands saying that they would take a public option over the private one?" But I understand now kind of why they didn't, and they're saying that getting rid of private is not what their goal is, getting access to those that don't have private, and private usually means employer-based. I can't imagine that there's another group in there, there except for maybe the very wealthy. But, you know. There was some viable conversation about, you know, like the public option competing with the private option. I think maybe... It was Elizabeth Warren that was talking no, about. No, Gillibrand talked about it, and she kept she kept trying to bring it back. And I and then this is where I really liked her message on the on day two, was she was saying, and this is what I've always believed. I am lockstep with her on this. If you just begin with a public option, which is what the ACA originally had in it before mm-hmm. Obama kowtowed to the Republicans, okay. If you set up a public option, that public option should work in an efficient manner that will eventually, through attrition, put the private insurers out of business and more people will go towards a single-payer system. So you don't have to set up a single-payer system. You can set up a public option and then let the market start to determine. And if that's a nonprofit 
right. single-payer system, the for-profit insurance companies are really going to struggle to try and compete in that arena, and they're eventually going to go away, and all of a sudden, bang, you have your single-payer. That, you know, and, and she tried to explain that to Bernie, and he wasn't getting it, and it was kind of pissing me off. You know, I... I you wanted me to say this till, till, till day two. We're at day two, baby. We're at day two. Go for it. Bernie has a message. Bernie has a rally cry. He doesn't have plans. He, he, he is really weak on plans. He's going to raise taxes but he do, to pay for shit, but he doesn't really have plans on how this stuff works. Like how the, all of a sudden you switch over to a public single-payer universal health care, you know, when others, and again, I'll bring it back to Gillibrand, who said, you know, you start with a public option, and Buttigieg said the same thing. You start with a public option. It was funny. He said he jumped in on that discussion and then repeated the exact same thing Gillibrand said. Yes, yes. He was one of those ones that just said it in a completely different way. Yeah. Because I was like, because I'm really interested in what he's going to say. And then I'm like, he's saying the exact same thing. And, you know, and and, and Bernie is so just gung-ho about his, his messaging. He's like, well, you he, people, you're 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 all talk. You're, nothing's gonna change. That's, you're all a bunch of. But that's his know. base. His base wants to see that. It's I, I'm sitting there watching day two, and my least likely son to sit and watch with me happened to sit down, and he was literally go Bernie, go Bernie. You could see him smirking and looking over his phone, half watching the debates, and whenever Bernie was. On, he was like ready for something to happen. I mean, it's just it's to them. I think it's like a show. I'm not a. I, I'm I, not a Bernie fan. I'm not a Bernie fan. I, I I have no problem with him pushing the boundaries and setting limits or setting new limits on how progressive the party needs to be. But he has to be realistic, and he doesn't want to be realistic. Well, and, and did you hear what what he came out and said recently? That he, if he loses, he's not going to. He wouldn't commit. Commit to the de- yeah. And, and, and he, he's he not was, a Democrat. And and, and now, so why should he be in there? I got to backtrack on that because I thought that in 2017, the DNC came out with rules that said if you aren't a Democrat, you cannot be part of the Democrat primary, and. And then I think somehow or another they acquiesced to Bernie again. I think I'm, I'm almost certain they had that rule. I'll look that up, fact check that. But then they they fell for it again, and he's going to screw them again. He didn't run as a third party in 2016, but he dangled it out there long enough, and he hurt Hillary enough that you know was it this 10,000, 80,000 votes. But well, and, and I see it again. I see it. Who, who knows how many Russian bots pushed Bernie's message for Bernie? Right. I mean, he doesn't admit that that happened. He thinks it's ludicrous. And it's just all him. But what better way to throw a third-party candidate into Hillary's wheel? If, if he had better plans, I could get behind him. But The, the fact is but there, I, but there's I, people with, with, with better plans, a better message... Let's face it, a, a, a better generation, not a not better generation, but 
maybe a, a more appropriately aged generation. That's even worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ageist. Okay. No, how, how about this? Um, just from a better perspective. Yeah, a different from, viewpoint. From, from a different viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he's had these viewpoints for a long time. Right, right. And 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 he's done a, a world of good in pushing the Democrat Party towards this progressive agenda. There's no question. I, I think he's a rally guy. I think he's a rah-rah guy. I don't think he's the policy guy. And for my money, I want policy. I want good, sound policy. I know... That, you know, I, I, anytime a politician, a candidate, opens their mouth with, on day one, okay, I want to stick a spoon down my throat, okay? No, not day, don't, don't that's awful. Don't say that shit <laughs> on day one, okay? But and Who's your candidate, Fred? Mayor Pete? I like Mayor Pete a lot. Um, I've always liked Kamala Harris. Actually, back, I started thinking that she would make a great presidential candidate when it was the Kavanaugh hear- hearings. When, I, oh, when that, I saw okay. the way she went after him, I'm saying, that's presidential. That just Had she declared by then? No. no. Oh, no, no, no. That was a year ago. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a long time ago. But I, I can remember thinking, there's something here. I didn't know much about her. She, she had been... She had been uh, ramping up the message. Yeah. She, you know, she was. Yeah. She's strong. She gets her message across so clearly. Uh, she, she is a, a mix to me, or oration, or you know, when they speak. Order? Order. As an order, she yeah. has, she has rock in her. She has Biden in her, and the way she can plain speak is something I appreciate. How much does the baggage matter? Like, like I, I was in a in a in a, in a discussion with somebody um, online about her about uh, some of her prosecutorial decisions. Oh boy, that dragon's Man, milk. That is a big one. Uh, prosec- Tutorial decisions that she made in L.A., uh, LA or which which I think was was it? She was A.G. of California. Okay, so I don't know where she was as a prosecutor, but she was the A.G. of California. But but but, but anyway, that they weren't always what they considered to be fair, and they 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 threw up some valid points. I mean, uh, so there's people you know, in California that were more left than her. Uh. Well, she's become more left, but as a prosecutor, you know, she wouldn't. She made decisions Rule not to go after people that probably should have gone after. That's mm-hmm. kind of what the examples that this person and there were articles in the L.A. Times and they were bringing up stuff. Now, how much of that plays in? That's kind of what I bring it up. Her being a prosecutor. In fact, Biden brought it up. Biden said, "You were a prosecutor. I was a defender." And the democratic mindset is right. We like that. Defenders more than the prosecutors, but we need the prosecutors. We need, of course, we need prosecutors. Absolutely, we need the prosecutors. We're not, we're not, we're not we, we need to stop standing on our back feet. Um, well put. I, yeah, I, I don't think that that to me that baggage isn't very heavy. No, 
It, 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 it doesn't sway me. So you like Kamala, huh? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, 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 you, you just knew that she was, I mean, they were talking about how she's never failed to deliver in one of these type of events. And bringing out the, the food fight comment was on point for the her. The food fight thing was, she was, we, we all laughed because as soon as she said it, she's been waiting all night to say that something. I don't think so. Oh, no, I, I absolutely think I think she, she thought of it right down the spot. I, I don't. I, I think she was waiting because she knew the bickering was going to start. Inject that comment. And it was it was a sound bite. But I, I, can, I, I can get behind Fred's point of view on that. I still think it, it seemed it might more not spontaneous to me. J- Just like but the picture it, it, it of her was, from the busing. From it the was in the grade. queue. They had it already. And she, she played it perfectly. Yeah. No, the, the, the busing thing, she, she, she definitely She was it. ready. Yeah. You know what's hilarious about that? That whole thing is no one thought that she would be the one to go after Biden over the. Um, okay. It, it, they everyone was expecting Bernie to go after Biden, and Bernie did nothing. If if and I think uh, that's why Joe looks so flummoxed about it. If I'm oh. saying that 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 who was two people over, not not right next to him. No, no. I, I honestly believe that she blindsided him because he never saw it coming from her. And she's got that prosecutorial proboscis way about her. <laughs> I don't think she'd appreciate talking about her nose. If if we're excusing some of her baggage in her role as a prosecutor, do we ex- what what kind of pass are we giving Biden on his his role as a longtime senator? And and how and, positions and, evolve. And all of the different things that he had to work with over the last 40 years. You know, Biden's play is exactly how he threw it up there and has been throwing it up there. We're here to beat Donald Trump. And even if Biden does not become the eventual nominee, it's important that he's there all the way to the end just to beat on Donald Trump. Ah, but I think what happened in that debate last night is I think Kamala Harris said, you know what, I can beat him worse than you can beat him. Because she, in a way, flummoxed him and sort of neutered Biden. And, and I think That's what she fine. did, she out-Biden Biden. And I think she, she put a, a line in the sand and said, I well, I don't know if she outbid Biden, Biden because that's not Biden style. No, no, what, but what, I think everybody is hoping Biden is the guy that can go toe to toe with Trump and be tough. But I think her game plan was to go and show everybody that I see. You're going down that electability, but you, you know, you, you pathway don't again. Think that it, was and I, part and, of the plan. No, I think that that was part of her plan. Yeah. I just don't know how important it is at this point in time. I mean, Biden beats Trump. Biden, if I had to pick one guy to beat Trump right now, it is Biden because he takes the Midwest. He wins Pennsylvania. He probably wins Ohio, even though Trump took Ohio on a landslide. I mean, it's crazy yeah. how much. He, 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 beat Ohio, he won Ohio by like We're talking about Ohio. Fucking points. Well, how used to be They're kind of opioids, purple, man. You know okay. the thing. Okay, about- and, and 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 Biden takes Michigan and Wisconsin. I do I do believe that Biden beats Trump 
See, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I said I didn't want to do, and that is talk about collectability. But a lot of people today and the day after talked about what does Kamala Harris do to Trump on the debate stage, right? It's, I think she'd shred him. Here. So, but, but, I, but let me add to that. Let me, I'll left in a second. Hillary cleaned up the stage, wiped, wiped the stage with, with Trump. It was, it was, every single debate, she handedly killed him. It was, that, it, it was not even close. Even Trump supporters knew that Hillary wiped the floor with him. So let's not forget that. So Biden wins the nomination. <laughs> it feels that way. Biden wins the nomination. There's 18 or 19 viable super supporters up there debating with him right now. I'm saying 18 or 19 because I'm kind of waffling <laughs> on Marianne Williams. <laughs> but <laughs> and there's other ones. Super <laughs> debaters, but the super yeah. supporters are potentially up there. Biden, there's some people peeling off. Kamala Harris on top. Biden's still the attack dog. He's still going to support. He's already put it out there as his number one thing that he wants to do if he does nothing else is beat the current president. That's that's the thing he wants to do. You, you know what it is? So, he holds huge regret so, for not getting in last last time. He he carry. I think he carries well, a ton of regret by not getting into that. Race. I hope he doesn't. If he, if he does, then he certainly doesn't belong up there. No, no. I think that's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, 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 no, that's really harsh. I think that. I think he does. I think he really feels like part of it is his fault. I don't know that he would have won the primary against Hillary. I don't know that, but I do know that he feels that he would have run against Trump. He would have won. That that's and, fine. I'm, a lot of those people do. No, but, no, no, no. But no, I'm just no. saying. I'm Look trying how to... weak the field was. I mean, Hillary was a strong candidate, and I'm a big Hillary supporter. You had Bernie, but in 2016, you had nobody but Hillary and Bernie. Nobody. So nobody. I'm trying. I'm trying awful. to say that it with somebody like a nominee like Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. there are lots of potential generals. If you want to put it in defense. Are you going with a VP thing here? No. What I'm saying is, is there's a lot of people out there. We beat him collectively. Hillary beat him in the debates. She lost the the election in the Electoral College. Right. Now. Yeah, of course. There were a lot of people that peeled away from Hillary thinking Hillary's got this. I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people peeled away from Hillary because the, the they excitement. hated Hillary and they listened to Bernie. So, <laughs> Kamala, yeah. Kamala, Kamala could handily beat Trump, and I think that it's going to start showing up. And and let's not forget, California, South Carolina, and Super Tuesday are all in her favor. Okay, so, okay California's a given. See, I, I, this is where I, I this is my problem. Boy, this has really gone in electability all of a sudden. Is Kamala Harris said he wasn't going to? I know, but he left. He left. Is is Kamala Harris brings California. That's nothing. Democrats are going to take California. She, mm-hmm. She's not. She's not bringing. She, she's. She's not bringing Ohio. Say like a Tim Ryan. When she racks to. up California and South Carolina, the donors are going to flock to her. So okay, you're you're talking about then the calendar, and the calendar is important because I would also say that's the reason that Bernie lost the primary. I think Bernie could have beaten Hillary with a different primary calendar. 
Could have. Oh, yeah, maybe. You know, the South goes early, and the South all goes for Hillary. So Bernie has no chance. The DNC didn't rig it. That was the calendar. That, yeah. the, you know what I mean? Hillary yeah. gets a huge jump by yeah. winning all the southern states, taking yeah. all the minority vote out of the southern states. Bernie didn't connect with the minorities in the South, and yeah. still hasn't. But and Then he gets the Russian bot help, and it keeps him in until well, the end. Okay, but I agree with you. I believe any of them can beat Trump. That's where I'm elected. I do believe that. Except for Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. I, I I say Biden can for sure, because that one I am 100% positive that he will. <laughs> Fred, what do you think? <laughs> there. <laughs> Fred, Fred, but, what you, Okay, so let, what were we what, talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what 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 what, uh, what what what? Give us a take. Give, who who did you love? Well, here I, I just had a, a a thought that I think would be just fantastic. As I'm thinking about George and Gary and that bunch, Kamala Harris. I know what you're going to say with Buttigieg. Buttigieg is. I saw that already on the internet. Did I put? That? Nope. Oh, okay. Can you imagine with the amount of venom and hate they had for just Obama? Can you imagine if they had a half-black woman and a gay married guy? (laughs) Can you imagine the heads exploding all over this country? We might be in civil war at that point. I I don't don't know that that, the VP pick is going to come from these, these 20 candidates. He... I get the feeling, though, that Pete, a lot of those candidates are running for president or nothing. But I think Pete would probably buy in on it, accepting he's, you know, there's some things against him, not against them in my eyes. The, the age doesn't would you do, bother Would you do Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg? Yes. Of course. Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to think if... What female would make a good vice president? Tulsi. Do you? Let me ask you this. Gillibrand. Do you think you could have two women running, or would it be a fail? That one is a tough. And, and, and I'm not saying that I don't think that would I don't be know. good, but I don't see it happening. So I'm just wondering if, say, like a Kamala Harris were to get the nomination, and she went and tried to pick Gillibrand or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that, but. I was just thinking about it, you know. But I, I'm, I'm just thrilled. I'm just thrilled that we. These are good problems to have, right? I mean, we're not saying, "Oh my God, whatever you do, Kamala Harris, do not pick Gillibrand," right? I mean, these are great problems to have. It's still going to come down to turnout and energizing that Democrat base that is there. There are more Democrats. They just have to get out and vote. Vote, people, vote. And speaking of Kamala Harris, all the hubbub <laughs> that she got out of out of last night, and I'm only taking this from the the after talk and all that kind of stuff. It isn't anything I thought of, but there's a lot of um, policy things that she's really a little on the weak side, like with the healthcare thing. I heard a lot of people yeah, complain. Yeah, there was that little, you know, walk back. And I, again, the binary choice I don't like. 
without giving all the different, you know, specifics and qualifiers on, you know, public option or not public option and all that kind of thing. I mean, she's a senator. She gets good health benefits, you know. I, I mean, it's, you know. Well, I, 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 so I don't think it's a really a walk back thing. Here's what I think in that regard. I think every single one of those people up there, including Marianne, wants quality, affordable, accessible health care for all Americans. Bottom line. That, you know, start there. The rest of it is splitting frickin' hairs. The Republicans cannot say that. They can't say that because they have nothing. No. They, they have no plan. They have no ideas. It doesn't work. So Repeal him and replace with nothing. So, you know, even setting the ACA aside, just forget about that doesn't even exist. The Republicans cannot look at America and say, we want affordable, accessible health care for all. Because there's no plan for it. So, uh, you know, and every one of those Democrats. What did you think of uh, Eric Swalwell? Pass the torch. <laughs> you know, it was interesting. Cause I the, did like that sentiment, even though he he sounded he used it too much. It he used it too much, but yeah. I totally agree. And yeah. then did you did, did you hear when Biden said, "I'm not ready to pass the torch"? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he see that's where he's not very quick on his feet like that. Like he had an opportunity to to, to use that in his advantage, and he really didn't. And it's just a small little gaffy thing, right? Not a big deal, but you know he could say, you know, I'm passing the torch to the American people, or whatever, right? Instead of, you can't go your whole life by saying it's time to pass the torch. And then when Swalwell says pass the torch, and you're like, no, I'm keeping the torch. <laughs> well, what was that it? Was Swalwell said he was I'm, nine I'm years old, it. and he remembered Joe Biden saying it's time to pass the torch. And like, Swalwell's like 39 years old, so that was 30 years ago, yeah. right? And he's a one-message one, one, one message candidate, too, the gun violence, which I don't disagree with, but it's just... You know, his number one thing, the gun violence. You know, he's the kind of guy that's like, why are you in this? He's in this because it raises the awareness yeah. of his situation. and it raises his brand. Yeah, his brand. You know? And, and, and my problem with all, you know, all candidates and the way this whole thing works out financially is they all seem to have an interest in raising money for campaigning. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. It's, a, I think it's a very good lifestyle to live on the campaign dollars. The the coffers get bigger for his next election. And there's that, yeah. And and that, yeah. that applies to all politicians. And and, and again, it was... Gillibrand had a great message. Gillibrand said, we got to get money out of politics. we got to get rid of this donor stuff. we got to start having public publicly funded elections. And that fixes so many other things. And she is right. Yeah. She's I mean, absolutely right about it. I don't know if she's strong enough, but boy, she has all those right things. I am mad at her, too. She and Because I waited in line for her town, Rochester for her town hall uh, for three hours only to be sent home. Oh. I, I felt like... Yeah, true story left. When she went into those rants, though, she switched from genuine to rhetorical. It, 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 I don't care. It, it went from a focused... identifiable She has a good message. A focused, message. identifiable thing to this broad thing that you've heard... Who haven't you heard that from? But 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 no no I th- I think that that's the way to do it you know whether you're going broad and you start with your and then you bring it down into what your plans are or 
you're saying here's the identifiable problem, and now the fix is not just that. We've got to then say, you know what, we can't have the donor base run our elections. We got to have publicly fund. She does it both ways, and I'm, 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 I'm cool with that. You know, I'm just mad that she threw Franken out of the Senate. <laughs> I like that, Al, I liked Al Franken. Of course, everyone liked Al Franken. He should Franken. never have stepped down that easy. That if I have to give a a, a bad mark to Gillibrand, it's let me ask it, you it's, this: it's throwing Franken out with uh, Mayor. You think it was just her? She was a big driving force of behind it. She she mm-hmm. was the first female senator to say, "I don't want him here anymore." That started you the know, snowball. It'd be interesting to get. A female opinion, you know, of of that. They've asked her about it. They've asked her about it. She, no, I'm she, just wondering, like, if you're in, listeners in, in, in past tense, and she said she still feels like she did the right thing. That that based on what she had known at the time, well, that and, it was the and, right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what were you gonna say, Fred? Regarding Mayor Pete, they asked him about that um, white cop shooting the black yeah. person. Yeah. And body camera off, or on right? It? The body camera off, and they they said they basically asked him what happened, and he be, and he said, well, that, and I think Rachel asked him about. It started with that question, then it went to that um, South Bend is twenty six percent black, and the 6% police voices six six percent. Yeah. Why is that mm-hmm. still that way? And he and he kind of took ownership of it and said, I couldn't get it done. Right. When he said that, did that come across as something, as a weakness to you that that they could ride him on? I think you can play it both ways, right? There's the strength that says, I couldn't get it done, and he's admitting it, but then there's like, why couldn't you get it done? Well, if you couldn't get it done in South Bend, how are you supposed to get it done for the country? That was my initial reaction. It's like... It's not that I and don't when, and agree when with him. Called him out for for okay, you know what? Fire the chief. Fire the chief if his guys aren't putting the body body arm, body cameras on. I mean, that's a really um, like short simplistic. answer. Yeah, simplistic way to look at it. You, you know why you would keep somebody or fire somebody. You know, it, it may not be just that over that one incident, but it definitely threw Pete off his game a little bit. He kind of looked at him like. Uh, you know, don't appreciate that. But I, again, I aren't we just like picking the pepper out of the fly shit? I mean, these are not big problems. That's why you know I'm thrilled to death with this primary season, even though I know there's way too many candidates. I mean, who's your top ten? Oh, I got that already. Oh man, because That's I, totally spontaneous uh, question. He's got it. No, because I ten. Top ten. Yeah, because I, I I texted it to my sister last night. Um, Which sister? Uh, the one in Seattle. Okay. Okay, so uh, not in any order. My top ten are Biden, Bernie, Pete, Kamala, Warren, Gillibrand, Booker, Tulsa, Tulsi, Castro, Klobuchar. Beto out. <laughs> no de Blasio. No de Blasio, no Beto. Um, who else? Uh, no, Tim Ryan, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, we have not mentioned Andrew Yang. 
Oh, I, oh I felt God. bad for Andrew Yang. <laughs> the guy without the tie. I was thousand dollars a month. Hey, you know, I could pay I, for I, my I, health insurance. I want my thousand dollars a month. I'll vote for him. Inslee. Um, so those those were my those are there from Colorado. What uh, is that? Is that Bennett? Bennett. He's the one that sounds like the teacher from South Park. I don't expect you guys to rattle off your top ten because I it's, it's hard. I'd have and and I, I, I worked on this last night. I'd have a hard time keeping Bernie in there. Well, you know what? After what I said today, I probably would take Bernie out. I've never understood the Bernie thing. And why oh, he, no, why he appeals to... So if I took Bernie out, the younger who kids would I like put he in? Did, I don't get that. I either. probably would put in... Do I put a, oh. well, you had Harris in there? Who? Did you have Harris in there? Yeah, come on, yeah. Um, if I, I'd probably put in Tim Ryan. If I was if I was to take Bernie out, I'd put in Tim Ryan. So so so, the ladies were Warren, Harris, Gillibrand, Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. and then is it no Klobuchar and Klobuchar and Klobuchar. Oh, so you're going split split even even. No Williamson. <laughs> okay, let's uh, wrap we, it up. We, we got to wrap it up. Let's with wrap her. it up. With <laughs> Williamson. <laughs> You gotta love her message though, because no, what, what, no, it, it is true that the marketing of of like the the whole people people market fear, and I hate when people market fear. So I I, I she's kind of get harness that the message. love, yeah, yeah, harness <laughs> the love. <laughs> but I do hate the fear the the fear marketing. So did you, hey, did, that's the only thing that when I started I listening to her, she sounded just like. Lily Van Stoop <laughs> from Blazing South. It's a, it's a wet woes. How romantic. Is that Madeline Kahn? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not right, but I couldn't help it. I'm like, well, I, I immediately start Googling <laughs> Madeline Kahn Blazing Saddles. <laughs> And that's All like right. Lily Von Stoop. <laughs> I'm just okay, going to think Lily Von Stoop every but time I, I think, see her now, I, I, I which is this. exactly never. I think this, and I'm I'm dead serious about it. I think she's freaking dangerous. She has third party written all over her. Oh, I, 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 I hope she's a... a, a she's a non-factor written all over her. No, no, no. It doesn't take that many to siphon off, Okay. And I don't know if, you know, Miss Green Party is going to be back in the deal, right? Jill Stein. Okay. But Jill Stein blew this election. I mean, with the, I, if you know, maybe someday, you know, I'll list down all my reasons why I think Hillary lost. Because it's not just one. It's multiple things that could or couldn't have affected it. But Jill Stein was one of them. Bernie was one of them. You know, whatever, right? You know, basket of deplorables was one of them. Whatever you want to say, there was all kinds of different reasons. But people like Marianne Williamson, uh, I think, are dangerous because they appeal to certain people that all of a sudden gravitate towards them as like cult followings. And they don't budge. And all of a sudden, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, I just love her message, and she's got it right. And then she feels this momentum that, oh, you know, people love me. And you know what? I'm going to run as a third-party candidate because it's what my people want me to do. And it doesn't, you know, and, and then you buy into those stories by 
people like Jill Stein and um, the other Green Party guy that says, you know, we've never disrupted an election, blah, blah, blah. Ralph Nader. Thanks. And, you know, and, and it's dangerous. I, I do see her as that kind of person because she's so f- flowery, so hippie-ish. Yeah. I hope she doesn't run as a, as, as a, as a third party, but I, but I can just see it happening. It would be interesting to, to, to see what her following is made up of, you know? Because she had you to know what her following is made up of. <laughs> Flowers and yeah, and uh, hippies. Love. <laughs> True love. I kept looking at her on the on the end of the on the stage, when, like wondering who is that person? Like, are, is is that a staffer? And like, <laughs> she didn't even. I couldn't. I, I, I physically I, look like she should be up there. I could. I, I had no Although, idea. Yang didn't have a tie-on, so... And as politically-minded, active, engaged as I am, I had no idea who she was. Because she's not political. <laughs> you find her on the Lifetime channel. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what number that is. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, bottoms up. Bottoms All up, right. guys. We killed this? Yeah, we're out. Good enough. Oh, man. We're going to go right to the music as soon as I can find the button to hit. Because, baby, I hate you. Because, baby, I hate you. Because, baby.